Grace and peace to you, Bloom, and welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. My name is Seth Slay, and I'm the music and arts pastor here at Bloom Church in Denver, Colorado. On this week's episode, David, Dulcie, Taryn, and I will guide you through our liturgy and prayers, and you'll also hear a song that was written within our community here at Bloom. We'll also continue our focus on our commitments here at Bloom, and this week we will be talking about our commitment to service. We're really glad that you're here joining us, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Apostle Paul says, Be imitators of God. Love as Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sin to God, who forgives us in Christ. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May God forgive us by the death of her Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all our days. Amen. Love in its purity 
Let's join with the church worldwide in praying the prayer of the day. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that having this hope we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again with power and great glory we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hear a reading from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, chapter 2. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Bloom here reading from Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my master. 
Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. You alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for God is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hear a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry, or feed you, or thirsty, and give you something to drink, or a stranger, and show you hospitality, or naked, and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick, or in prison, and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Bloom, we're going through our commitments, and this week we're centering on our commitment to service. And as I've sat with this throughout the past week, what I don't want us to do is to is to leave after meditating on our commitment to service with a task list in front of us or feeling some sort of weight. Jesus even said that to take his yoke, to take his burden is to be light. And so through all that we've gone through throughout the past year and a half and everything that we've taken on ourselves and all the ways that we've tried to be helpers and encouragers to others, I'd like to celebrate that. I'd like to acknowledge that rather than giving us another list. So how do we talk about service. I think firstly, we have to see it as the energy that is bound within God. When Paul quotes the Christ hymn in Philippians, he talks about Jesus. He talks about Christ, although he was equal with God, did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but instead took on the form of us. So when Christ walked to the earth, the person of Jesus, the outflow was service. We saw him serve the poor, the broken. We saw him serve those who society had left behind, the blind, the sick. 
to be Christ is to serve ultimately unto death, that he served the human family to the point that he was killed. And even in death, he serves us. He washes us. He cleanses us. Just as he cleanses the feet of his friends and of the one who betrayed him. So we see that service is the divine energy, that God is service. And when Jesus prays that we would enter into the reality of being one, that we are one with Christ, that Christ is one with the Father, that we're one with each other through the Spirit, this unity that Jesus talks about. Service is the energy of that unity as well, that we're moved as we become more and more true to who we are. We're moved to serve each other, which means that we're moved to see each other, to really hear, to experience the needs of the other, of the body, of the human family. And the mystery in that is that when we serve one another, we serve Christ. Jesus even says that in the passage that we just read from Matthew, that when you give someone who thirsts water, when you give someone who is hungry food, when you visit someone in prison, when you care for the sick, you're doing those things to Christ. Jesus lives in the reality that we are one, that we have been made one by the Spirit. And so that being true, Service is that energy, it's that interaction that happens when we see each other, when we meet each other's needs, when we tend to each other as a hand would tend to a wounded foot, as an eye would see a wounded hand. We live into the reality of being one, of being a body through service. And so it's not something that we just get over ourselves and do. Rather, it's an invitation that we accept into the divine reality of unity, of oneness. And knowing that, we can let go of this notion that one act has greater importance than another because it all is needed and it all matters. We can also let go of the notion that if one person rises up into our eyes, we see them accomplish something great, serve the world in some way, that we know that there's no act of service that stands alone. That for every person that we see moved to service, that there were hundreds, if not thousands, of acts of service unto that person that allowed them to offer what we see manifest. And that's to say that there is no small act of service. There's no time that we see each other, that it doesn't matter, that it doesn't heal, that we're not served, that we're not living into the divine energy of service. There's not a time that we don't meet another's needs, that the body isn't helped, that the human family isn't made stronger. And so we're released to live fully out of who we are, to serve because we've been served, to be fully grafted in to the reality of the body, to know that we're one and to see each other and the needs that we carry as opportunities to be more fully who we are, servants of one another, because Christ served us. It's who we are. It's a gracious and it's an inspiring invitation. I do think the word service in church is a very polarizing word because I think people are either really good at it and holding most of that or they are not doing it. And both are kind of both sides are kind of <laughs> having feelings about the opposite side. 
Um, so I really do like this idea that, I mean, some of what you talked about now, some of what you talked about in the talk on Sunday, but that it's just about a lot of small moments of being faithful that maybe aren't, you know, put on Instagram or seen, even if we want them to be seen. Um, I just really appreciated that. It, it actually made me feel like all this pressure came off of me. You know, if I want to be like Jesus, then I have to be a service-based person. And that's just a lot of expectations that I put on myself. And if it's just a bunch of moments where I see people and I do the best I can for them, I do that. And I can keep doing that without growing weary of that race. So I really appreciated that point a lot. Hmm. I, I will say, I do feel like <laughs> the passage where Jesus is like, you know, if, you, if you've given a cup of water, and every time somebody reads that, I think, man, Jesus is everywhere. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a thousand opportunities on a walk to work to be serving Jesus, but it is also a really good reminder. But I think to be drawn into that truth, I think what Jesus is trying to tell us is like, we need water. Yes. We need food. Yeah. And it, it kind of, the more you read the words of Jesus, the more the us and the them disappear. Mm-hmm. And the more dualistic thinking, I, mean, I feel like he's constantly offering to us, the human family is tired. The human family is hungry mm-hmm. and thirsty. And I am with you. I'm so with you mm-hmm. that it's me that's hungry and tired and thirsty. And I think if we open ourselves up to Christ, we can say with him, it, it's us too. I really oh, thank you for saying that because I think that's the other side that I feel listening to service is like this gratitude for the people who have given me cold water. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last podcast, I whispered one sentence because I wasn't doing very well. Mm-hmm. And this this group of people, even though I was really kind of melting in front of you guys, gave me cold water. Like, we just, we all do need, we need Jesus and we are Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. I think the word service, for whatever reason, I don't know why in our vocabulary or in our English language, feels like it comes with baggage. Mm-hmm. People start connotating it to at times more negative perceptions with kind of like you're saying Dulce, like this expectation and this list and this kind of heaviness. And I mean, sometimes I think that maybe comes out of our own, what we've done to it in at times, I think wanting to experience something for ourselves as a result of it, like a sense of accomplishment or a sense of really doing something honorable or whatever. And I don't know how that all came about or develops, and I don't know that it really matters. Sometimes I feel like it's just helpful to change our language a little bit mm-hmm. because when you start talking about Dulce, like you're saying, like an awareness mm-hmm. and a sensitivity. And then engaging that, you know, engaging people as you're aware of them and as you're sensitive to them, all of a sudden, 
my heart is very captured by that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's who I want to be. And it feels like that flows out of much more of a concern and a love for people than I'm going to serve. (laughs) I feel detached from that Mm -hmm. at a heart level. And it's like, I will set my mind to it and do it because it's the right thing to do. And yet I don't know really that the two are very different. Dulce, you always talk about like being gentle with ourselves and just using some different language for me is much more inspiring um, and less, I don't know if harsh is the word, to where, I mean, if somebody was hungry and they fed them or they were thirsty and they gave them something to drink, I mean, they were just aware of their needs. They were Mm -hmm. sensitive to them and they acted in that. Obviously not with a lot of agenda because it was almost like they weren't even aware of it. Mm-hmm. When Jesus was talking about That's it, true. like, when did we do that? You know, and that captures my heart more to just what does it look like to be in that mindset where it's an outflow of my daily rhythm? It's it's a natural kind of reaction or response of mine to be aware and to be sensitive to that which I'm seeing just in my day to day. So, yeah, for me, it feels a little bit like a verbiage thing that changes how I respond to it. Yeah. It feels more like an invitation than like a command. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Cause it it is easy to see the people around you where they're hurting. I think a lot of times the church uses words like service and says like, we're going to go serve the homeless or we're going to go serve this certain ministry or, or, you know, whatever it means to different traditions, different churches. But it does feel more invitational to me to say, let's just look for Christ and everyone around us. And when we see that, we'll also see the needs that are there. Mm-hmm. And Christ is in us too. So we get to partake in that receive. as well, receive yeah. it as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's just about like the people of God taking care of the human family, as mm-hmm. you yeah. like to say. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, there was this guy who was trying to, uh, he was trying to mentor me. And, um, he was trying without your permission. Well, he was trying because I just, I was a different person. And he, and he said, you have got to learn how to be gentle with yourself. I remember hearing it and going, that's just shit. Like we need to, we need to be hard. Like I need to make myself better. I need to try harder. I need to. And I've looked back, and I don't think there has been a more needed and a more true thing ever said to me. Mm-hmm. I think the last five years of my life, that's kind of my goal, is can I, can I be gentle with myself, with my body, my aging body? It <laughs> 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 doesn't sleep anymore. Jeez. Um, but uh, I think about like how hard that is but how true it is to be gentle with yourself is one of the, I think one of the most beautiful and the most important things we can master. And when Seth, when you talk about seeing Christ in all people and this, what you're painting a picture of is that then we're invited into the next level, which is to be gentle with us, with the human family mm-hmm. that we it goes back to what we do at the beginning of our services. We take that collective breath together. This picture over the surface of the earth, the human family is breathing in and breathing out. And are we gentle 
with ourselves? Do we see the need in others? Because right now there's so much harshness and there's so much division and strife among the human body, all of us. But that's where I see that energy of Christ coming and like wrapping us, holding us, seeing us and serving us. You need a cup of water. You need food. You need rest. Come to me. My burden is light. To be drawn into that, I think perhaps is the next phase. You know, if I ever learn how to be gentle with myself, to learn how to be gentle with the human family, we need gentleness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what service really calls us into is awareness and a gentle adjusting, seeing, serving, you know. I mean, that really does take it from being something we are required to do into participating in a song that's being sung over us. Mm-hmm. It's just a very different invitation. Mm-hmm. It's one I'd much rather be <laughs> invited into, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. And several of us in our day jobs are sitting in front of just a handful of people every week. And it's not easy. And um, you know, it's that constant reminder. I'm not doing this to help you. I'm doing this because I'm one with you. And mm-hmm. we. I need to be gentle. I, I, I'm drawn to serve. And there's no small act. I'm going to read what I read on Sunday by Charles Eisenstein. He says, acts of kindness strengthen the field of kindness. Acts of love strengthen the field of love. Acts of hate strengthen the field of hate. So nor is scaling up necessary when we trust that the task life sets before us are part of a larger tapestry woven by an intelligence that puts us in exactly the right place at exactly the right time. Bloom, I think we're just wanting to invite you into a space of participating in what's already happening in the ebb and flow of being with Christ and through Christ versus like thinking we have to do anything or it's okay to do nothing, but it's really this invitation into what's already happening. It's an invitation into the seasons changing and the ocean tides and weaving in and out with the humans that we're interacting with already. It's just an invitation to be a part of the bigger thing. That's what we want for ourselves and that's what we want for you and that's what we want I don't know how you put it, Dave, like the we to be gentle with ourselves in this space. And if you need water, turn to the person next to you. And if you have water, offer it to the person next to you. Amen. We pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, Creator, and renew the earth. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, Counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Holy Spirit, come Come upon upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us. Come, Holy Spirit, breath of God. Give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. us.
Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Holy Spirit, come Come upon us. us.